What's up, guys? I'm back. I'm Paul. This is Pauline Theology, and we are going through Ephesians in our daily Devo. So uh, we are on Ephesians chapter 1, 20 through 23. We're about to finish up chapter 1 with the display of God's power. And that, that power has a purpose, man. So we talked about in the last episode that uh, Paul's praying three things about us. He, he's praying for us to know him more, that our eyes of our hearts would be enlightened and that we would know the hope that he's called us to. And then he also says that, that we might know just the, the wonder of our inheritance in him. But he finishes by saying that we would also know his surpassing power, his great and majestic power towards those who believe. And then I, I stop there, but we're about to continue and talk explicitly about what kind of power that God has. So if you haven't read 1, 20 through 23, go ahead and stop the tape, check it out, see what it has to say. Come back and we'll answer the four questions. If you've already done so, we're going to jump on in. So what does it say here? It says, man, the power which he worked. So this is uh, uh, um, coming to the fact that he says that we might know his great power and his his strength um, to those who believe. And this is how he did it. It says, which he worked powerfully in Christ. And how did he demonstrate that power is that he raised him from the dead. And not only did he raise him from the dead, he says, but he seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places. And then not only did he seat him in the right hand of heavenly places, but this place that he has seated him, which is next to his throne. It says that it is above every principality, every authority, every power, every dominion, above every name that's ever been named. And then not only every name that's ever been named, but the name that's ever been named now or in any other time that's coming. So let's break down what that actually means. It's saying that he raised him from the dead. This is the power of God to be able to raise someone from the dead. He raised Jesus from the dead. And the reason behind that is because he didn't deserve the death that he he had. What happened is that he took upon the sins of all of us who deserve death and put it upon himself. And because of that, he was vindicated, man. He was made to show that he was not a sinner. So God raised him from the dead. But then when he raised him from the dead, he seated him at the right hand. And this is uh, what uh, I believe the most common scripture that is quoted in the New Testament, which is, I believe it's uh, Psalms 101. Man, I feel I feel bad. I forgot it just popped out of my head. But it's the one that says, my Lord says to my Lord, come sit at my right hand while I make your enemies a footstool. And so this is what is happening right here. It says that the Lord Jesus Christ was seated at the right hand of the father in heaven. And then it explains what that means. It says that he's above everything, <laughs> everything. He says all powers and and dominions and rulers and authorities, like anything. And, and this is not just uh, 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 evil and demonic, because um, we talk about that in the next chapter, a little bit about the prince of the power of the air. But this is about anything, anyone, any place. He is above all those things. And he says every name which has been named. And these are not just people. These are titles. Like uh, you say, well, he's the, he's the king. Well, 
Mine's the king of kings. <laughs> Jesus is the king of kings. Well, he's the Lord. Well, Jesus, he's the Lord of lords. Well, he's the sovereign. Well, uh, Jesus is the sovereign of sovereigns. And so he is over every name. Any kind of title that you could give somebody, he, he break that title. He above that title. He he got the main title. He, he got the main name. He got the main one. That's who he is. He's the one above everything. And then it's not just now. So it's not like, oh, okay, so it's right now he's got it. But in the future, someone else will break through. But no, that won't happen. There is will never be any power. There will never be any person. There will never be any authority that will ever be greater than Jesus. Ever. Ever. And so that is just such a, a wonderful thing for us to realize is because sometimes we think sickness and, and, and pain and struggles that happen in this world that we can't control or we don't have any power over, man. But Jesus is over those things. And so when we trust in him, then we're entrusting ourselves to the one who has all authority over every single thing that there is in this universe. But we can know that this power is for us because he says that he is placing everything as a footstool under his feet. And that's that quote that I said was the most quoted in the New Testament. Everything is being placed under his feet because he has been given as head over everything. And then he's given his head to the church. And so since everything is subjected under Jesus' feet, and then he gives him, he, then Jesus is, is given to us. I, I read a, a book and it was talking about how the power of God was on display in the um, early saints as they were casting out demons. And they came back and told Jesus, man, the power that we had, that we were able to cast out demons. Jesus, man, it was amazing. He says, man, don't rejoice in the fact that you'd be able to cast out demons. He says, rejoice that your names are written in the book of life. And I think what that means is like they were excited, dude. Don't get me wrong. It's, it's super pumped to know that uh, you are able to defeat and slay the demons that are in your life and in the lives of others. Man, that is an awesome achievement to be able to do. I do not want to discount that. But I do want you to realize the same thing that Jesus has said. He says this. The rejoicing is not that you have the power. But that the one that gave you the power wants you the one that gave you the power is yours the one that gave you the power you have we have that is what's awesome so it says this guy that is above every name every power every principality every lordship every ruler he has been given to us we are part of him and not only are we a part of him it says that we are his body and so not only are we, we are incorporated into him, we are ruling and reigning with him as his hands and his feet. This is amazing. And he says he did this so that he is able to spread this. So uh, I said that this is, uh, there's a purpose to the power which he displays and he displays this power in Jesus. But the purpose is so that all things may be filled with him. We as the church are the ones that are actively being able to do this. That, that's what's so beautiful about it is he's called a broken and a beaten people to be conformed to his image as he's the head that we begin to move towards 
the way that he looks, the way that he acts, the way that he loves, the way that he thinks so that others in the world can be a part and be be incorporated as well into this wonderful and beautiful person. Man, that's amazing. I could stop there, but we haven't finished the questions. And so what is God saying uh, or what is Paul saying about God in this? What's scripture saying about God? Well, that Jesus is above everything. Man, we talked about that. We went down. We said Jesus above everything, everything. But what's it saying about man? That we are a part of Jesus. That we are his body. That we get to the things that Jesus has. That's what we have. And then uh, how can we apply this in our lives? Is that we can do the feeling that we're supposed to be doing. As God moves through us. As his Holy Spirit moves within us. And we can help others realize the beauty that God is and they can become a part of this wonderful body of Christ as well. Man, we got to soak that in. Go witness somebody today, guys. I appreciate you guys for listening and I'll see you in the next episode.